Thank you for tuning in to episode 70, a special bonus episode of The Virtual Couch. I'm your host, Tony Overbay. I'm a licensed marriage and family therapist, certified mindful habit coach, writer, speaker, husband, father of four, ultramarathon runner, and creator of The Path Back, an online pornography addiction recovery program that is helping people reclaim their lives from pornography addiction. If you or anyone that you know is struggling with pornography addiction or compulsive sexual behavior, please point them to pathbackrecovery.com. You can download a short ebook that describes five common mistakes that people make when trying to overcome pornography addiction. Again, that is pathbackrecovery.com. And uh, head on over to tonyoverbay.com, sign up to find out more about some programs I'm creating, all that good stuff. But I want to just jump right to this as this is a bonus episode. I was scrolling around Facebook not too long ago, and I saw a uh, an ad from my friend Jody Moore. Jody was back on my show, The Virtual Couch, on episode 34 back in February, and I was kind of uh, joking um, about that was uh, also known as the day my life changed, Um, just meaning that Jody has such an incredible following that then the numbers of the podcast just kind of went nuts. And so, and since that time, um, boy, she's just been, she's been fantastic. And so I I reached out to her and I said, uh, hey, I see this ad. Her ad is a free video mini series called Having Difficult Conversations with family members. And so when I was on her show, she had me on hers, I think episode 138. And we talked a little bit about uh, narcissism, personality disorders, and what I see in couples counseling, which is um, dealing with some pretty difficult people in the family, oftentimes a spouse. And, uh, and I just got so much feedback after being on her show that I just wanted to, uh, I just wanted to kind of make my listeners aware of this free video miniseries that she's having. So, um, we'd only plan on talking on just a, a, just a really short time, but I mean, we, we kind of talked about a lot more than just her miniseries of how to having difficult conversations with family members. Um, we talked about all kinds of things. So just for about, I think it's about the next 20 minutes. And then she gives some details on where you can go. Actually, I'll tell you, it's jodymore.com slash free. And there she has the free video mini series. She also has some other free things there as well. So um, I encourage you to sit back, relax. And here's a conversation with me and uh, Bold New Mom is the podcast. Bold New Mom's Jody Moore um, talking about having difficult conversations with family members and more. Okay. So, all right. So when I, I saw your ad on Facebook, and it was for the having difficult conversations with family members. So mm-hmm. my train of thought went to when I was on your podcast and we talked a little bit about narcissism. Do you remember that? Yeah. Yes. I mean, you, you have such an incredible audience anyway, but my, um, my whole like inbox blew up with people that didn't really know what narcissism was or uh-huh. they, like, they were crazy in their relationships. And so, you know, I see the difficult relationship stuff for all the time. So then I was kind of thinking, okay, where's the, uh, where did Jody get motivated by difficult conversations with family members? Is that something you run into a lot? Yes, a lot. Um, we kind of joke in our program that everybody has a difficult sister-in-law. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Or somebody difficult, but it's often a sister-in-law or sometimes it's a spouse, um, yeah. a mother-in-law. Like you think about the size of our families, there's yeah. bound to be one person that's kind of challenging. Yeah, I think uh, so. If we were playing the Family Feud version of the uh, difficult people in the family, so yeah. you're saying the number one answer is sister-in-law. Yes. Okay. I would say number one answer. Okay. In my practice, I think I do hear a lot of mother-in-law. Although, as a couples uh, therapist, maybe it is spouse is number two. But now that you say that sister-in-law, that's a pretty good one. That is sister-in-law is pretty common. Mother-in-law too. Yeah, I feel like yeah. mother-in-law is too cliched, though. Right. Totally. 
Yeah. Right. Yeah. Hey, all right. Before I even go deeper, you uh, pardon this kind of ADD train of thought. I have to tell you that uh, there is you're doing something this Friday down in Southern California, right? Yes. You know the story. This uh, there's a person, uh, somebody that I grew up two houses down from me that uh, is speaking at your event. Oh, that's so cool. Yeah, so her name's uh, Mikhail Aldridge. And she told me that the way that she got, she said, the way I dropped your name, Tony, I hope that was okay. Um, but she had said, I guess, <laughs> totally. the, and I loved that. I just thought, okay, all right, I have to bring that up there. Um, I do remember her saying that now that you say that. Um, I yeah. remember her saying that she knows you. Yeah, it was pretty funny. Two doors right. down, yeah. dad was my best friend. So that was kind of neat. When, so she, cool. when she saw that you and I were um, talking together, I think that uh-huh. her, you know, all of her worlds came together. It's a beautiful moment. Right. So fun. Right. Yeah, yeah. yeah exactly. Um, okay. So you've got the difficult sister-in-law. We, mm-hmm. we you know, so, um, yeah. So tell me more about your, it's a free so, video mini series free. Yeah. I mean, no catch. It's free. Right? In fact, I've got a lot of freebies, but that is one of them that has been very popular. I just, I just wanted to create, it's just a short three part video course. There's three mm. videos. They're each about maybe seven minutes long. So okay. they can take a long time, but I just kind of want, wanted to walk people through like, listen, if you've got someone difficult in your life and the, the video course actually teaches just how, what to do with that person in general, how to, um, not have to continue to suffer mm. because, um, you know, and I do this myself, we become fixated on that person's behavior and yeah. what they should do differently or what they should say or stop saying, and oftentimes it's even coming from a good place of like, well, I can see how their life would even be easier if they were to stop doing what they're doing. Right. And yet that doesn't work very well because other people often don't want to change or are not open to our opinions. So I do so much coaching on it in my program that I just decided to create a, a short three-part course that would kind of give people a jump start um, who are dealing with someone difficult in their lives. So I love that. So in, yeah, in my world, we're kind of going into the, we're telling people what they should do, right? Nobody wants to be shit on, even if they right. serve it, I think. Exactly. Uh, and, and then I also, so do you feel, okay, let's go deep dive here. Do you okay. feel like at times that somebody, if they can fixate on that family member, um, then it's there, it's not anything that they have to worry about themselves. They don't have to do any of their own work. Totally. And I, I mean, I don't think most people do that consciously. Right. Oh, I agree. Necessarily. And yeah. I don't know about your opinion, but I, I just think that we're just so unaware. It's like, you know, I always say you can't read the label from inside the bottle. It's so much easier to be aware of what's happening outside you than to read your own label. Right. And when you, when you redirect to like, well, who do I want to be in this situation? Mm -hmm. You know, like I have, I'll have a client sometimes who's like, well, my husband yells at my kids. Let's just say, right. And, And I don't like him yelling at them and then they're upset and I'm worried that, you know, he's screwing them up or whatever. Yeah. And, and when you stop and observe how you're, what you're bringing to that situation, yeah. usually what we're bringing is more anger, more hatred, more resentment, more frustration. And yeah. it's like, well, if I can recognize how I'm bringing that and decide instead that I want to bring love and compassion and kindness and peace, then that really does change the dynamic of the situation. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So you're changing the, um, yeah. If one person changes, the whole family system changes, right? Yeah. Well, I would say if you, if you change the dance you're doing, your spouse can't keep doing the same dance. 
Yeah. It's going to change somehow and it's going to be uncomfortable actually at first. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Right. And I do want to say that, yeah, my, my kind of thoughts on that is it really is subconscious. It's not like people say, I don't do, I don't want to do my own work. So who can I pick on? How about yeah. my sister-in-law? Right. Um, right. Okay. So tell me that now we're, now I'm just kind of about, uh, I want to bounce some things off you. I have something that I need to name better. Maybe you can help me with this, but it's, uh, okay. I call it my dude bro speech. And, and that is so <laughs> not like the right thing. But I kind of like that name. Well, when I, so when I get a guy in, and I'll just give you just a generic example, but when he's, you know, and, and unfortunately he'll, he might come in because, uh, his wife has just said, Hey, this isn't working or there's been a separation. And so the first thing he does is, you know, he's like, Oh yeah, well, she said she'd never leave me. And, and, you know, I'll show her what it's like to be on her own. And that's time where I feel like I have to shake him and go, dude, all right. First of all, dude. not productive, right. You know, right. Um, we're just here to kind of have this, uh, uh, bashing her session. Then that's not going to be very productive. So right. then, yeah, but, and then that's where I got to come in with the bro, you know, so here comes the dude is like, dude, this, bro. The, the bro part is getting his emotional baseline so high that then either one of two things happens. One is she sees him in this good place, this, uh, this calm, you know, Zen master, good with the kids, nurtured heart, uh, EFT guru. And then she says either, okay, that's the guy that I, you know, that I really would love to be with. Or even if she doesn't, then he still appears baselines high. And now he exits to be a good co-parent or move on to the next relationship. So, right. yeah. So I don't know if that's kind of, you're saying, Hey, you got to get exactly. your own stuff together. Right. Yeah. That's exactly what I'm saying. Like you can't control who they're going to be. You only can control who you want to be. And you're going to feel better when you decide to be peace. And like you say, get your baseline up higher. Yeah. Um, even though it feels, I don't know. Do you get clients that resist that? They're that like, but that's not fair. Why do I oh, have to yes. be the one to change when she's yeah. a mess? Oh, totally. Right. And so that's, and I do a nice bit of empathy. Oh, I can understand. That's tough and all those kind of things. But then don't you want to say, it's like, okay, well, how's it working right now? Are you just trying right. to, whoever can get the most angry or whoever can withdraw the most? Because um, if you win, you win a pretty crummy relationship is what you win. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I say the same thing. I'm like, well, you can keep doing that. <laughs> yeah. How do you feel right now? How's it going? How's it working? It's like Dr. It's, Phil. How's that working for exactly, you? Exactly, right? I, I like what you said a minute ago too, where you said that then, but it will be uncomfortable. And so do you find yeah. that that's the hard part? Some people have never had that discomfort in their relationship. I think it surprises people. Like right. I remember this client I had years ago and she and her husband had a pretty volatile relationship and he would get really mad and yell at her and she would get really mad and yell back. And, um, she didn't like this dynamic and you know, she realized at some point, okay, I can't change him. I can only change me. And so she decided I'm not going to get mad and yell anymore. Yeah. And so you'd think that would be a welcome change for her husband, but it, it's so different from what they're used to that yeah. the next time he got mad and yelled and she stayed calm, he was like, what's the matter with you? You don't even care about don't what care. I'm saying. Exactly. Right. Yes. Right. And so I kind of try to caution my clients like, listen, it's a good idea to have a conversation when you're not in the midst of an argument and say, listen, I'm really working on myself and I want our marriage to be better and I want to feel better. And so I'm going to try not getting mad and yelling and mm -hmm. you can do whatever you want to, but I'm working on this so that when that moment arises, you can say, no, now this is one of those times when yeah. I'm trying really hard to not go there. Yeah. And it's not that I don't care. It's the opposite. Right. But it's, yeah. yeah. No, I love, I, so 
so I see that all the time where then, and you nailed it too. If people are trying to then have this conversation when they're already amped up or their brains in fight or flight mode, or they're not being able to kind of use that rational part of the brain. Um, mm-hmm. So I just, I did a podcast a couple of weeks ago and it was so brutal because at the end, I mean, I love the podcast part, but I tried to name it something clever. I wanted an acronym. So uh-huh. I put rules of constructive communication. So, okay. but I had to do one of the con- communication with a K. So it would be rock. Rock. Right? I like and that. I had, wait, but then I didn't do anything with it. And even okay. at first I put in the title, I put the K backwards. So it was R-O-K-C. And then I thought okay. that was not very good either. But the whole point of the, <laughs> the podcast was just that, you know, once we kind of get locked in and engaged in that argument, we're never, we're just not going to win. So we kind of have to then step away, um, have empathy toward the other person, breathe, all that kind of stuff. So, I mean, I like what you're saying about you kind of can't, you know, I think sometimes people say, okay, I got to get in ready for battle. I got to have all the things I'm going to say, because this time, you know, I'm not giving up until I win. And uh, that is not going to be a recipe for success. Yeah. Tell me what your thoughts are, Tony. I don't know if you've ever heard Byron Katie say um, one of her quotes that I love is she says, defense is the first act of war. Yes. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I mean, so, I mean, I, yeah, because that's the opposite in my book of, of empathy, you know, so the defense is like, okay, there's the shot, you know, and here we go. Right. Mm-hmm. Where, and I kind of, sometimes I used to have this thought in my head of, uh, okay, here's the random train of thought, right? So, and, and really it was the, when I saw your ad on Facebook, one time I was on Facebook and I saw, it was like a video of one of those little magnet putty clay things mm-hmm. and it would just absorb whatever came into it. And then all of a sudden it was just still its little mass. I don't know if I'm describing that very well, uh-huh. but I felt like, you know, you, I, <laughs> this is really cheesy, but a couple of years ago, I remember in my mind, I think I was trying to say, okay, you need to be able to take the person's, you know, when they're kind of throwing out this vitriol, spewing this, uh, this non-productive communication that you become that little sponge thingy and you like take it and you kind of absorb it and then you just get rid of it. It's not like you reflect it back or, you know, um, mm-hmm. because I do feel like that even when you get defensive, then it's almost like what the person that is throwing out the stuff wants. I mean, it's like, right. Ooh, all right, here we go. I don't know. But what are your thoughts? Yeah, totally. I like that. It um, I kind of am trying on the idea too, that I can just let it land even a little bit, right? Mm, Like when somebody tells me that I'm very selfish, I can be like, you know what? Sometimes I am. Ah, I can see why you would think that, right? Like (laughs) getting all defensive and whatever. It's like, yeah. And I'm also very giving and I'm, I'm like, there's nothing negative someone can say to me that's probably worse than what I already say to myself. Yeah. Right. Yeah, or, yeah. or for me to understand that if that's their perception of me, then that's true to them. Right. Yeah, and I don't true. have to defend and prove to everybody what's really true. Like just finding the little 1% of truth in it even yeah. is I find kind of freeing because if you're not defensive, then there's no war. Exactly. Right. Like Byron Katie says, their defense is the first act of war. So if you just kind of like, either whatever, um, or even like own the 1% that's true. Like I can see why you might interpret it that way. Yeah. I I have to tell you, I had a client last week and, uh, someone was telling her, Oh, you're crazy. And and I love that. She's like, uh, you know, crazy about, uh, you know, potatoes or whatever. (laughs) <laughs> and I, just, I loved it because she's come a long way to get to that point. Yeah, that's good, right? Like, yeah, yeah I'm crazy, crazy <laughs> about 
whatever, right? Hey, can I tell you the the place that I can't imagine getting though? And I think about this often, I've shared it uh, never on a podcast or anything, but I was at a training long ago and it was when I was really starting to get into mindfulness and, and meditation. And uh, there was this guy, he's kind of like a guru. He was old. He looked like he had, you know, uh, been out in the sun since birth through about age 100. Kind of wrinkly. Reality, yeah, just but was owning it. And he had worked at some just insane, like, uh, uh, ranch for very, very troubled kids for 40 years. And he was talking about, uh, you know, when he was really at the ranch and kids would come in and they would yell at him and they would scream at him. And he was like, and I remember one time a kid just came right up to me and he spit on me and I just said, thank you so much, you know, for sharing your essence and for cooling me down on this warm day. And I thought, okay, at the wow. time we were thinking, man, I want to get to that place. And now I'm like, no, I really don't want to be spit on, no. but I like to have that kind of a mentality, I guess. Yeah, totally. Yeah. We're just get a little closer to it. I don't know that I'll get all the way there ever, but when I can remember, like, I don't have to get defensive about this. Yeah. You know, yeah. Like, it's okay. Yeah. They're probably right on some level. <laughs> hey, so in your class, I mean, I don't want to, uh, you to give away anything, but I mean, any any kind of like, hey, uh, stay tuned for? I mean, any kind of things? Um, yeah, so I'm trying to remember because it's been a little while since I made it. <laughs> 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 but um, I do, so I'll tell you this. So there's the free, and, and in fact, we'll tell everybody where to go find it. And yes. I, I have several free things available there right now. I have okay. that. Um, how to deal with a difficult family member. I have a couple of webinars coming up um, on how to get your kids to do what you want. Oh, that's a good one. <laughs> okay. Um, how to be more confident is a really good one. Those are both free webinars coming up. And then um, I offer just some basic Q&A calls and stuff. So I all of it's of right there. Yeah. One of those is coming up, right? The Q&A call? Yeah. Okay. So I get so many questions. I don't know. If, I'm sure people like start emailing you their questions, yeah, right? Yeah, they do. You know, that's the part where my imposter syndrome will kick in. But I mean, I feel oh. silly even saying it out loud. But uh, you know, it's yeah, it's kind of. And I'm, I can't even imagine how much you get. But it's it's you know, it's daily and it's more right. And it's um, and it's so flattering. I'm like. Is. Like you yeah. said, it's so flattering that they would want to know my opinion, but I got to where, and I wanted to answer all of them, yeah. but I got to where I couldn't do that anymore. So I do that call every month where I answer questions. But um, yeah, the the difficult family course um, is a really good, like I said, I tried to keep those videos short because I didn't want people to feel like, oh, there's one more thing I have to go I like you know, that. spend my time on. Yeah. They're just little bite-sized chunks. And then if you want more, there's the opportunity to get more also. But it really just gives you a good head start on how, like we were saying earlier, how to become observant of what you can control, which is yourself. Mm-hmm. And what I love is when I'm working with a client and I'm trying to teach them, hey, listen, you can't change them. You can only change you. And they're resistant and they think that that's so mean. And then all of a sudden they recognize it and it's like a relief. Yeah. I had a client one time tell me she went to, um, she's had a sister-in-law, difficult sister-in-law. Okay. And she's like, no, everybody in the family agrees. And she says really inappropriate things. And she's so self-centered and all this. Right. And she was getting ready to go to dinner with her. So I'm like, this is so perfect. Mm. Like, Let's just plan on it. Dinner. She's going to do exactly what she always does. She's going to yeah. talk the way she talks. She's going to be whoever she always is. This is so yeah. fascinating. How we're always surprised that they behave that way. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, who do you want to be in that situation? And she knew like all the other family's going to get annoyed. They're all going to talk about it afterwards. And she's like, I don't want to be like that anymore. I just want to love her. I just want to recognize that she's doing the best she can. She's got some fear driving her sure. and right. And some 
some problematic thinking and that's why she shows up that way. And for whatever reason, it's how she feels better. And I just want to love her. I just want to appreciate her. I just want to be okay with it. And she emailed me the next day and was like, I cannot believe I tortured myself for so long Mm. when it actually was so easy. Okay. Change the way I viewed her. So, all right, can I throw, and you might cover this in the course too, but kind of, you know, the part that I get to work with in couples relationships, especially when one has a personality disorder, like narcissism, Mm -hmm. I think one of the, the, one of the most freeing things, but yet one of the most difficult is um, kind of to, to change that uh, view where you feel like you will say the thing or do the thing that will then be the epiphany to this other person. So like, if I just say this one thing, then they'll go, oh my gosh, I didn't realize for the last 20 years I've been gaslighting you and making you... Oh, now I get it. Yeah, and it's so hard though to not just feel like, okay, but this, they're not saying, you know, that's not true. I will let them know now, not knowing that, you know, this person, and again, whether it's uh, conscious, subconscious in their DNA, whether they mean it maliciously, not it, but they'll respond with, oh, no, no, that's not what I meant, you know, or, and, and now here comes the gaslighting. So I feel like that is one of the hardest things. And, and I love what you're saying there. Cause it sounds like that, that client went to dinner and basically just said, Hey, I'm not going to engage. I'm going to love. Yes. It's like a release, right? Let go of trying to change that person outside of you. And all of a sudden you're like, this is so much freer. Why didn't I just do this before? Yeah. Um, Yeah. And I get that it's challenging, right? Like to your point, there are some situations that are more extreme and more dramatic than Mm -hmm. others. But um, I just, I don't know. I just teach my clients that even if you could, maybe they will change at some point. Who knows? Maybe they will see the light. But in the meanwhile, you know, waiting around for that is such a waste of our energy. It mostly just leads to frustration. And I even teach that your spouse is just there for you to love. Mm-hmm. That's it. They're not there to meet your needs. They're not there to make you happy. They're not there to provide for you financially yeah. or otherwise. They're just there for you to love. So if you think of them like you think of the family pet, <laughs> the family pet's just there for me to love. I don't expect them to behave any certain way. I don't expect them to take care of me. They're just there so we can love them. Right. Uh, Okay. And I know that sounds like it's demeaning your spouse and I don't mean it that way at all, but I just mean, if you genuinely just think of them, like, um, that person is just there for me to love and all the rest is up to me. I meet my own needs. And then my husband and I just have fun together. Not responsible for meeting each other's needs. Yeah, no, I can see where you're going there. I mean, uh, the codependency, that word comes to mind really quick, right? And then also just that concept of uh, where if we are kind of putting, boy, actually it, the couples work that I get to do this EFT is a lot about trying to give things a voice and not just um, assume because that is right. Cause now we're assuming that our partner does know what we want from them or that they should be doing certain things. And then it's basically just kind of, you know, saying, I uh, see they're letting me down. And at times in an right. session, I'll say, well, do they know that they're letting you? Oh, they should know by now. We've been married for however long, right? They should so I, know. Yeah. So I think that is, you're right. So that is them kind of saying, hey, my happiness is dependent upon them, even though they don't know the role that they might even be playing. Mm-hmm. So no, I yeah. like that. So it's that self-care, that uh, the self-care piece. Yeah. And this, and we do this, I call it having a manual for someone. Like I, uh-huh. have a man, like I have a manual for how my TV is supposed to work. And it tells me if it's working correctly, according to this manual. And I have a manual for my husband, what husband should be. And I have a manual for what sister-in-laws should be and mother-in-laws. Yeah. And right. And the, we don't realize it consciously, but it's these ideas about like, 
to your point, when you ask them, like, do they even know you're letting it? Well, they should know. Yeah. That's a manual, right? Like, yeah. I mean, I would never treat someone that way. I would never treat my sister-in-law that way. If I said I was going to do something, I would follow through on it. I hear that a lot. And I'm like, but yeah. she's not you. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I, I heard when I, when I was doing my deep dive to go on your podcast, I believe that you would do that concept of the manual. And that was, yeah. that was brilliant because I, I thought often that, uh, yeah, I need to share my manual with my wife if I really do expect her to kind of understand a little bit. Right. Um, yeah, I mean, share it at the least because your odds of getting what you want go up significantly when you just mm -hmm. tell them yeah, <laughs> to your point, yeah. but I even say, just throw it out all together. Oh, all right. Just be like, I don't know how he should be. Oh, Let yes. Just see. Yes. Right. Like, yeah, yeah. yeah there yeah. is no manual, right. For how people should be. Yeah. I think I have to scratch this ADD itch though. My dog does. Uh, he is very happy to see me though. When I come in the door, I will say that much. Totally. That's yeah. the great thing about pets. They're so much easier to love because they don't speak. Right. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> no, exactly. Right. Um, so, uh, so, so where do people go? Okay. So you just go to jodymore.com slash free. Okay. And that will take you to the page that has, you can sign up for the difficult family course and get that right away. That's just a video course. that will come right to your inbox. And um, there's a couple other things like that. There's the webinars, everything that I have for free that's available is right there. Um, so yeah, it's really easy to find. If you go to the homepage, it's this free resources and you can get there that way too. But okay. Um, yeah, hey, so. before I let you go too, have you made it back to home to Roseville anytime soon? Like, were you back this summer? I have not been back. Um, like you said, we're getting ready to go to Southern Cal for mm -hmm. a, an event I'm doing for my coaching clients, but um, I haven't made it to Northern Cal yet. I do need to get back there one of these days. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, again, I just have to tell the story for anybody that hasn't heard because I was, uh, let's see, you were on mine back in February, but when I first, everybody's telling me, oh, you got to get Jody Moore on your podcast. I thought, oh, I'll, I'll throw this kid a bone, not knowing that you had like 900 zillion <laughs> five-star reviews and hundreds and hundreds of podcasts. And, and, uh, boy, ever since I was on yours, I mean, I feel like that's now anybody I run into locally is, Oh, I heard John Jody Moore. I heard John Jody Moore. So oh, good. Um, I'm so glad I, I got so many people loving what you said. Mm, that's um, nice. And I love how you have this clinical approach, but you're so fun to talk to. Oh, oh that's, that's <laughs> nice. I'll tell you the other thing. So the, the, a lot of comments about the narcissism, but then I don't know if you remember yeah. as well, you kind of were saying, Hey, anything else you're working with? And I mentioned that scrupulosity, the, yeah, the, OCD, the religious that's a thoughts. good one. That's the other one that, I mean, boy, talk about the emails coming in, you know, um, mm -hmm. of people that didn't really know that that was a thing or it had a name. Uh, and, and so, yeah, your, your reach yes. is uh, fantastic. So I really appreciate that. I have to tell yeah. one other quick story. Um, I, I love to say there's a, there's a, on my virtual couch, YouTube channel, there's an interview, you and me, an interview on there. And that was the one where I call it the, you were in the celestial kingdom and I was under a troll bridge. Do you remember that? So, that, and I was like, Jody, what, what are you doing? You know, and then off because the, of our uh, audio or something. No, you told me I, and I got it now. You told me oh, I need the webcam. a webcam and then I got lights. Yeah. Right. And then, so from that yeah. day forward, then I too was broadcasting, you know, from a much higher the celestial kingdom. Yeah, exactly. I love it. <laughs> but if I ever go back there, you know, it's like, I've got it to the point where it looks like, you know, you're, you're shining. And then I'm like huddled under a bridge, you know, like, uh, <laughs> Angry. But that's how you start out, right? That's what yeah. my, my first yeah. courses look like that and everything. And you just you grow with it. Yeah. Hey, I don't want to take more <laughs> so of your time, but good. I just saw that thing on there. I wanted to do a little bonus episode point. Oh my gosh, I appreciate it so much. No, I want to, I mean, I would love to, yeah, I would love to kind of, I don't know, do another show with you, talk about something. If you're ever in this area, you know, I don't know. That would be awesome. Kind of fun, right? 
Let's do it. Let's hook up. All right, Jody. Great All to right. hear from you. Best of luck on the program. And uh, I'm you. sure I will, uh, I will talk to you soon. Sounds good.